same old story. Boy finds girl, boy loses girl, girl finds boy. Boy forgets girl, boy remembers girl. And girl dies in a tragic blimp accident over the Orange Bowl on New Year's Day. Good year? No, the worst. Oh, dear. Hello, world. Hi there, world. Dangerous Memories, episode 52. I am Todd. I am Hector. Uh, we are at the South Coast Toy and Comic Show. It's, it's pretty be, fun. Yeah, there's a, there's lot, of a lot of people here, so yeah. we might be a little all over the place. People yeah. walk by, talk to us. Um, Pay no heed of mind or whatever. Yeah, it's a Pay good no time. attention to, uh, to, to our off comments. But we actually... But there was a, a lot. We've seen, we've seen a lot of interesting... Uh, Guests and then uh, attendees. Yep. We saw we, there's a guy right by, by us dressed as Blade. Yep. Very, He's very, very uh, good costume. Very Blade. detailed. We saw an awesome Green Lantern and an awesome Ghostbuster. Yes, an awesome Ghostbuster. The huge proton pack. Yep. Looks we, very expensive. Uh, Looked very dangerous. So we're sitting here and walk. Who walks by us but Superfly Jimmy Snuka, WWF classic, shook our hand. It, best day of my life. It was amazing. He was wearing his uh, trade band. Trade band. Trademark, Trademark headband bandana, yeah. and uh, ponytail. Shook our hands. He was a very nice man. Very nice guy. Can't, um, wait. Can't wait to go over there. And because of this, and for a moment of silence we're about to have, let's have it right now. Moment of silence. Macho Man Randy Savage. He's one of the best. We're going to miss him. Um, it was a sad day. I asked to leave work. They said no. It was ridiculous. I mean, oh, you're a dedicated employee. I, yeah, I can't, I, can't be, I can't be at work when something yeah. like that passes. I mean, it, I grew up with him. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like it's like losing your childhood friend. You know? it's like <laughs> it really a, is. It's like losing a family member. Um, but because of this, we're going to start off early with our poll this week. Starting off early, Hector. Okay. Uh, we want to know who your favorite WWF classic wrestler is, because there's. I mean, wow! Right off the bat, right, right off the bat, we're doing it. You know we're what? Because because screw anyone who can't appreciate WWF wrestling. I mean, I know we're a movie podcast, but hey. Like you said. No, we're a life podcast. We're a life you know? podcast. We do I what agree. we got to do to keep us afloat. Um, I mean, we, we can Throw go up to like, there. you know, like up to the Attitude Era. Okay, so yeah. I mean, we're not, we're not, I mean, we're just limited to WWF, agreed? I mean, like wanna, I said before, WCW is awful. WCW, yeah. But if you want to do I mean, WCW. Who, who, who could possibly be in your favorites from WCW anyway? Um, well, we saw a little boy with a Sting shirt. That's true. So there's Sting, um... I don't know. Diamond Dallas Page? People like him, right? I don't know who, but some, know who, I'm sure but someone <laughs> does. <laughs> I <was gonna> say, <laughs> nah, yeah. I mean, because I mean, people had those games, too. I mean, yeah. Royal Rumble. WrestleMania. Yeah, WrestleMania. WrestleMania 2000 on N64. N64 games. That's oh where it's God. at, right? Those games were so awesome. Uh, but it was funny because they were awesome WCW games from 64. Yeah. 
like WCW versus NWO. Yeah. I mean, there's just so much. So we want to know who your favorite WWF wrestler is. Is it Ox Baker, maybe? <laughs> he was never WWF. <laughs> he was never WWF. You know what? I just I just love going through eBay and looking through all those w, uh, WWF wrestling buddies. Oh, my God. I so want good. them all. I used it's to have the Ultimate funny. Warrior. I would wrestle him in Ultimate my bedroom for hours on end. Yeah. Um, Oh, there's just so much I'm sure going on. You go through your attic, you can find plenty of WWF toys up there. Maybe you yeah. have, maybe you got the ring, maybe you got the action figures, maybe you got the uh, Bret Hart sunglasses. Bret Hart sunglasses. Listen, if you don't like it, you're a chump. You're, they're super, you're super GD fine. Fool. Right there. Wow. Look at him. Look at him. It is awesome. He's looking great. Where's the track pants? Yeah. What a be man. awesome if he came in barefoot. <laughs> oh man, that was one of my favorite things he did. That he wrestled. Oh my barefoot. god, just YouTube so awesome. clips right now of Jimmy Superfly Snuka doing amazing oh, things. Man, amazing things. Um, Looking awesome. So yeah, Juiced we want to. We just want to throw that out to the DM Nation, the DMers, the DM Knights, the DMigans. Uh, who is your favorite classic WWF wrestler? Hector and Todd at gmail dot com or send us a voicemail five zero eight nine two five zero four four three. That's that's beautiful. It is beautiful. It touched me in the cockles of my heart. So we're at the South Coast Toy and Comic Show. We're having a great time. There's so much going on. Uh, fan favorite Roger Andrews is here who made our amazing logo. Yes. With our chubby faces. Yeah. Um, Guy's an amazing, amazing he, he is. He's one, he's one of the best of all time. Does he have a... Yeah, it's uh, Rand247, I think. Rand247.com. I believe.com. Um, that's an awesome Star Wars shirt. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we're so flooded let's, with let's a just, lot of awesome. Let's just get into the news right now. How about that? Do it we'll up. Just fly I'm through ready. the news. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm, I'm amped. Let's I got my monster drink here. I got my five-hour energy that I just had <laughs> at seven o'clock this morning. We're let's, good. Let's fly through this South Coast Toy and Comic Show Memorial news block. Do it up. Right? Talk to me first. Yes. New Looney Tunes shorts with classic Mel Blanc voice. <gasps> what do you think of this? I love every second of it. Talk, talk more to me. Talk dirty. <laughs> apparently, talk dirty apparently me. there were like audio clips that they that were unearthed that were never actually animated. So they want to make new ones to put before movies, uh, up to and including. Uh, Happy Feet 2. Happy Feet 2. Yep. Well, I can see that. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. definitely. I mean, look, it's awesome that they're unearthing all these, this, this extra, uh, I, don't, I wouldn't say footage, we call it audio, cl- audio yeah. clips. And then, they're, and they're then kind of writing around that. Yep. And then making all these, oh, I, I think I, it's I awesome. I all these new shorts. And I, um, I like that the, a lot of artists are going back to their original work, like uh, yep. Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, oh man, Winnie the Pooth looks oh, so good. I, can't, I see cannot that. wait to see I that movie. I cannot wait to see that movie. That's one of my most anticipated movies of the summer. It's gotta be. It's amazing. It looks so good. Yeah. I love the trailer. Love everything about it. Listen, we're we're real men here. Real so men appreciate Winnie clearly the Clearly you and I both are excited for this. Yes. Can we agree on that? Oh, absolutely. I love awesome. it. I mean they used to do that with Disney used to do that. I know that Roger Rabbit had its own. And yep. I remember I, I can't remember what, but I know that, that Disney used to have shorts maybe in the eighties. I don't remember. But yeah, Roger Rabbit's the one that comes to mind. And yeah. I, I love those I love those shorts that used to air before then and uh, Looney Tunes, I can see it. Go, I'm all for it. Yeah, bring it, love, bring love it anything on. about it. Bring it on. Uh, second piece of news here. I saw you on the Twitter mentioned at, at Super Ector, by the way. Super Ector. At Super Ector. Uh, mentioned that you uh, were talking about Dick, Dick Tracy screening they had oh, in L.A. Yes. And according to a Q&A they had afterwards, Warren Beatty said that uh, as soon as possible, he wants to make Dick Tracy too. What do you think about this go? Wow. I mean, he's, uh, you know, the thing about uh, Warren Beatty, he's catching up there. The years are... Uh, I don't know how the years have been to him. But not very kind. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's getting up there. He's like 78. He looks decrepit. Yeah. I think I was watching, it was the Oscars, and they were talking to Annette Bening, and yeah. in the background, he looked like a man <laughs> who just wandered onto the, <laughs> the like runway. Vincent Price and Thriller. Yeah, yes. He looked so out of it. All right. Well, you yeah, know, I mean, you'd have to put some Benjamin Button special effects on him to or, uh, try to, yeah. What is this, uh, uh, X3? Last yeah, or like uh, Red Dragon. The, the <laughs> <laughs> Red Dragon, the classic. 
<laughs> no, I, I mean, look, I, I, I love the Dick Tracy stories, and I, and I would love them to bring it back, and that at least you know they would bring that resurgence of those early '90s mm-hmm. actions. Mm-hmm. What was a uh, Phantom? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no. I was just talking about this. Uh, the Rocketeer. The Rocketeer. Well, listen, if they're gonna make a new Dick Tracy, they have to make a new Rocketeer. Can we agree on that? Oh my goodness. Bring. Might as well bring Bill Campbell back. He's younger than, than Warren Beatty, and he's looking good. He's on the Killing. He still looks good. Uh, another show that I got to catch up with. I got, just gotta quit this Twenty Four nonsense. Yeah, seriously. What's with the Twenty Four crap? Listen, I mean, you I just, need to stop watching Twenty Four. <laughs> I don't know why you're I watching. I had it a now. bucket list of things that I was gonna do once <laughs> of, of shows I was gonna catch up. But with. why Twenty Four? There's uh, eight seasons and they're all the same. Uh, I you know that one, now. You them all. <laughs> Listen, I'm on season five. After season five, I'm calling it quitsies. Because I heard season now? six was not even good anyway. So I'm it's just terrible, gonna, awful. I'm awful just gonna season. after season five, I'm just gonna pretend that they ended it. Okay, and then after that, I'll watch you know shows like The Killing, uh, shows like Psych. Well, a lot of people don't realize this, but Jack Bauer dies at the end of season five, and the rest of the series he's a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Ebenezer. Ebenezer Scrooge. Um, Jacob. Speaking Mine. of Ebenezer Scrooge, have you been to Fangs? <laughs> you know what? Speaking of Ebenezer Scrooge, I want the Muppets Christmas Carol on Blu-ray. Why aren't they releasing? Yeah, that why one? Muppets in Space and Muppets, why Muppets Manhattan? in Space? I, I can't. I love Muppets Take Manhattan. Great film. I watch it every day. I don't give a, I don't give a crap. It's Whoa, so listen, listen to you. It's so good. Throwing down the gauntlet. I do. The Infinity Gauntlet. Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 and the Muppet movie, fantastic. And uh, I, I, I still, I don't remember the last time I saw this, but I love Muppets, uh, the great caper, great Muppet caper. Yep, yep, totally, so, yeah, totally. Muppets Space, not so much, but I, st- I mean, still like it, but just that one. They need to release all of them. That's it. Anthology. I'm saying it right there. I'm in. All right, let's do it. What do you think of the new uh, Muppet trailer, by the way? I loved it. I love it. It's, it's so good. It's great. I love it. It's so deceptive. Yeah. It looks I, like some really sort of like cheesy about. romantic comedy. Incredibly cheesy. And then, and then all of a sudden it's like, and we have Muppets. And you say, hi-yo. hi all, right. all right. Let's move on to the news here. Let's move on. Uh, when you think of Lost, who do you think of? <laughs> Lost what? When you think of Lost, who do you think of? Who do I think of? I think of, uh, let's throw out uh, Damon Lindelof. That a boy. Okay. Because most people would say J.J. Abrams, yeah, and they're wrong. I'm not like most people. Yeah, seriously. You're, you're above and beyond these people. There you go. Um, well, Damon Lindelof, uh, fan favorite, uh, <laughs> was inked to a seven-figure deal yeah. to make a new original sci-fi epic for Disney. What do you think about this? Go. That's... Uh, he needs to. He needs to come out. He needs to branch out. It's time. It's time for him to come out and uh, and, and start branching out as a, a from not just a writer, but like as, as a name, like a staple. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. Because yeah, I, I mean, like, we we were talking about this off air that J.J. Abrams gets credit for everything Star Trek, Lost, but Dan Lindelof really is like you know the backbone to everything. Yes, he he's the heart and soul. I mean, he come him and Carl Cuse were really. The heart and soul behind Lost, but everyone always was like, "Oh man, J.J. Abrams." I'm like, he was in like the first season. He didn't really do anything after that. It's true. Get off my Kool Aid. That's what I say to them. I mean, I love J.J. Abrams. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, we oh, I to, do too. I mean, Super Eight was I incredible. Mean, you don't, you don't accomplish something by yourself. You got it's a true. team of people. It's true. A team of good people. A team of good writers. And Lindelof, he's amazing. That's oh, a great writer. Uh, Rob Orchi. Yep, Roberto. Roberto. Um, have you seen Super Eight? I'm letting down the DM nation. You really right are. Now. Super <laughs> 8 was a pretty incredible film. <laughs> I have not seen it, no. I, I love it. Again, not just TV shows, but movies. i got to catch up with that. i got to watch that. I have to watch 
Um, what was it? I was just talking to this guy. Tree of Life. Tree of yep. Life. I got X-Men First Class. X-Men First Class. Not The Hangover Part 2. Not The Hangover. Never. No, I watched, never Bri- the, I watched the, uh, the good one, Bridesmaids. Bridesmaids is a great film. Yeah. Great movie. Everyone should see it. Yes. Um, I have one little piece, last piece of news here. Um, speaking of Star Trek, actually, Simon Pegg said before they do Star Trek 2, him and Edgar Wright really want to make uh, a third film in their little trilogy there. What do you think of this? I'm all for it. I, I, I loved Paul. I Paul, loved Paul. Paul yeah. was hilarious, and that's not even with Edgar Wright. I mean, Greg, him. They work well with Greg Matola. Yep. But now I want to bring. I want to. I just made me more amped for another. I mean, I, I, that and Scott Pilgrim. Watching Scott Pilgrim makes me just realize the genius of yes. Edgar Wright. Yeah, Edgar Wright is pretty phenomenal. Yeah. Edgar Wright can easily make it on his own, obviously, with Scott Pilgrim. But I feel like Simon Pegg really needs him. There's like, like we, we talked about this, Paul is good. Yeah. He was good in Star Trek. He's barely in it. But, I mean, has he had any movies that actually have done well without Edgar Wright? And that's not to say Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz were huge hits, but, I mean, everyone loves been. them. They were, yeah, they're, they're, everyone that, that, that watches it always has a good... Uh, has yeah, a good I don't know anyone who doesn't like those movies. Yeah, It's just... They're such a good, like, they have a good bond. There's, like, a good relationship between yep. the three of them. I just, they trust each other. Exactly. I think that, I feel like and I think that makes the shows, like, comes off on the screen. It really does. Spaced? I just watched Hot, Hot Fuzz was on Comedy Central. Hot Fuzz is great. I love Space. Space is one of the best space TV shows of all time. Yes. But, yeah, it just needs to happen. Yeah. So if you don't own Space on DVD. I agree. Everyone has to own Space. I think you have to. I think that's, that's it's like mandatory. Jaws. It's, mandatory. Just, it's like one of those things you have to own. Speaking of Jaws, apparently it's going to be Blu-ray this year. What do you think of this? <laughs> Finally, and Jurassic Park. That finally, matter. Jurassic Park and Jaws. Yeah, day one, day, day one. one Seriously, absolutely. Apparently, it's going to be a uh, trilogy box for uh, Jurassic Park, so that's cool. Yeah, I'm in. I'm all down. I'm all I'm down. I'm, are they going to do like 3D? I'm, I'm doubling down. 3D or whatever. Like they seem to be doing that with a lot of older films. I see. No, I don't think they are. Okay. Um, Keep it the way it is. Uh, at Dale underscore on the Twitter loves it when we say what DVDs are coming out so let's do it right now okay the DVDs that came out this week and the DVDs are coming out next week yes this week we had True Grit True Jeff Grit. Bridges Matt Damon Matt the Damon wife has yet to see that so I'm, I'm, I was going to get the Blu-ray just so she can finally watch it have to get it it's a great movie she missed it she's very burdened uh, we have the third season of Breaking Bad is this a TV show you've watched uh, no God, another show. Come on, I got, Hexagon. I'm so sorry. I'm You're letting the DM here. Nation down. But I, I have to end it. After 24, Breaking Bad might be the first one I'll watch. What about Psych? <sighs> Can I do two at the same time? Yes. Okay. Psych's we'll not that. watch instant. Breaking Bad isn't. Oh, yeah. I'll have to get the discs for yeah. one. Is that a Blu-ray season one? I'm assuming it is because it's a pretty uh, recent I do, show. They do have it, but I only have it on regular DVD. The first season, I mean. Okay. Um, I will have to Because I didn't want to spend money on a Blu-ray if I didn't like it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I hadn't seen it that I point. feel you. Is this back in the day when you were uh, you could you could collect DVDs easily? Yeah. Okay. Um, Green Lantern: Emerald Knights come came out the new yes. uh, DC animated anthology. Yeah, uh, I love those Warner premiere films. It's okay. It has its moments. The best part I think of the DVD is watching the Batman Year One promo though. There you go. It looks pretty awesome. Yeah. I'm very excited for Batman Year One. Every, everything I look everything I look at it. I, uh, Actually, speaking the of Breaking Bad, Brian Cranston plays Lieutenant Gordon in it. That's amazing. He does the voice of Lieutenant Gordon. That is amazing. Yeah, it's a great cast. Yeah. I'm, if you have not seen the trailer for this yet, go on YouTube. Go wherever. Watch the Batman Year One trailer. Yeah, it's pretty ASAP, awesome. ASAP. There's nothing bad about it. Speaking of DC Animated, why is it that DC Animated is just so much better than Marvel at doing this animated features? Like, I mean, yeah. Marvel has the, uh, the, corner marketed, the market cornered market <laughs> on market. movies, obviously, because, you know, they have oh, their whole Avengers. They're racking up in billions of dollars, yeah. But when it comes to animated, it's just DC is destroying them. Yeah. What do you think of this? I wonder. I wonder exactly like uh, how if that's like a big 
profit thing for them. I don't know if they're making a lot of money for DC for the. I mean, well, I mean, uh, yeah, for the for well, the for I mean, animated they, premieres. I mean, they must be right. I mean, why else do they keep making video? Them? Does make a lot like the DVDs? I'm sure got to sell a lot. Like, yeah, I'm sure they sell. But well. I, I wonder if they reach like their t- like what because it's kind of like I don't know what their target audience is. like. They do kids, but it's also kind of for adults. Yeah, I don't know. Some of them are pretty brutal. Like Batman Under the Red Hood is very brutal. Yeah, for, and I know like I know like a lot of parents complain. I don't know, but they complained about. Um, what was it like the Avengers movies and the Hulk versus movie? Like there's like swears, and, yeah, and there's there's uh, you know a lot of blood. And I mean, not then, a lot of blood. Then they're I mean, really not gonna blood. like Batman Year One because yeah. Batman Year One has hookers, yeah, and stuff and drugs. Yeah. Anyways, whatever. Speaking of DC, we also have the Superman anthology on Blu-ray, which I need in my pocket right now. <laughs> I don't think it can fit in your pocket. I think it's huge. Well, I'm fitting it in my pocket. Oh. I have big pants. Stuff it in, stuff it in your big huge jeans. pants. Huge, huge, <laughs> huge parachute pants. Look, I'm a backup dancer for MC Hammer. That's all you need to know. It, that's true. You are. <laughs> I can vouch for him. I can. <laughs> um, but I need a Superman anthology. Apparently, the rumor mill is turning, and it has a deleted scene from Superman Returns that has never been seen before. Kal El going to find Krypton. Oof. At least that's what I hear from Brian Lipsitz, yeah. host of Graphically Speaking, a great comic podcast. Listen to it right now. Yeah. I'm expecting that uh, we'll be able to find that on, on the internet sometime soon. Hopefully, yeah. yeah. Now, next Tuesday, the 21st. That's right. Right? 21st? Sure. We'll go with that. Yeah. Today's the 12th, so. Yeah. Oh, no. So it's the 14th. <laughs> um, I might have looked at the wrong date in that yeah. case. <laughs> well, Tuesday's the 21st, but it's the one before, which is two days from now. Yeah, 14th. Okay. So in two days. Apparently, what's coming out is Battle of Los Angeles, which I did not see. Oh, is that the Aaron Eckhart? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I uh, No, I have not seen it. Uh, the, uh, I heard I heard uh, up, up and down reviews. Yeah. I heard mostly negative, but, yep. you know, whatever. Yeah. I heard it was, you know, mindless fun. Yes. What it seems to be the general consensus. Um, the latest Farrelly Brothers romp hall pass, which I did not see. I did not see it either. I got a lot of negative reviews. Yeah. From, yeah. Um, the next two Ultimate Editions of Harry Potter. So five and six. Another I thing, like getting I, those. I, every time I see those releases, I just want. I'm just like uh, just itching for the big box at the end. Yeah, and you know there's going to be. Of course, there's going to be. Like you know what's the sad thing is though. Like I, I thought the same thing with Lost. I still have yet to buy that big co- Blu-ray collection. Yeah, I decided against that because I, I don't huge. need that huge thing. Yeah, that is huge. I was going to. Yeah. I know where to put that. I was going to sell my Blu-rays and I decided you know what? it's not worth it. I'm just. I think I will. It's do like almost three hundred dollars. Yeah. It's not worth it. No. Um, and then the last thing here is they're finally releasing the second season of Supernatural on Blu-ray, so all of them are now on Blu-ray. Yeah, all of those are on Blu-ray, yep. not all of Smallville. Yeah, because God hates us. Because God hates us. That's never going to happen. <laughs> it's unfortunate. Wait, we haven't been on since the finale of Smallville, have we? Yeah, but you didn't, uh, did you, did you uh, do any wrap-up episode? Nope. Uh, nothing like that? No huh? one wanted to. Yeah. Uh, You've been quite busy, my friend. I have been very busy, but yeah. the finale of Smallville was amazing, and uh, it was sad to see it go. It was a great finale. The great finale. That's all. Everyone yeah. was buzzing about how good yeah. that finale is. It was pretty. Another awesome. show. I I watched the first two seasons, and then uh, I had I, I don't know why I got distracted, and I keep wanting to go back to it. Um. All right, we're gonna take a break. We're at the South Coast Toy and Comic Show, rocking it. Yeah, everything's looking pretty good around here. A lot, walk of, around, a lot of action. Um, I want to once again say that our our uh, poll this week is. Who is your favorite WWF classic wrestler? Yes, and, I can't. Uh, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, seriously s- sit on that. And yeah, Hector and Todd at gmail.com or leave a voicemail five zero eight nine two five zero four four three. We're gonna take a break. <laughs> take a break. We'll be right back after this. We love you. Bye. Hey man. Hey. 
Dude, you're looking pretty swole. You been working out? Uh, yeah. Why are you looking? Oh, no. Not like that, man. I mean, no homo. Oh, no homo. Cool, cool, cool. When you want a compliment to friend, no homo. But you don't want that friendship to end, no homo. To tell a dude just how you feel, no homo. Say no homo so he knows the deal, no homo. And yo, man, you got a fresh style, no homo. And you know you got the best smile, no homo. Your girlfriend is a lucky lady, no homo. With your looks, you make a handsome baby, no homo. I like the way you show the fill out that shirt, no homo. It's hard to pull off, but you make it work, no homo. Hey, yo, I kind of like your natural sex, no homo. Hey, yo, I kind of like the musical rex, no homo. Man, I can't decide who wore it best, no homo. But I'm feeling Diane Keaton's vest, no homo. I admit it, I'm a fashionista, no homo. And I know every line of Mystic Pizza, no homo. Hey, uh, Southwest Toy and Comic Show. Uh, actually, speaking of Southwest Toy and Comic Show, November 6th will be the next one. Uh, sorry for that? We'll have to hit that one up. Definitely. It'll be a little chillier then. It'll be our first anniversary. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, um, so we yeah. walked around for a little bit. Yeah, I walked got, around. I got Jimmy. Uh, so I took his autograph. There's a lot of cool toys in there. Um, Cool mini posters. I wouldn't mind getting my rubs on. If I, I saw you. Uh, saw you met the uh, Superfly and got yourself a little collectible. I did. I got. I bought a little toy uh, WWF Championship belt and had him autograph that. He told me to tell my family that he loved him. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Wow. He said, "God bless." Tell your family I love him. Your family. That's that's more than an endeavor. That's yeah. That's a heartfelt. That is a man. That is a gentleman. That is a, something a gentleman would say. That is definitely something a gentleman wow. would say. And he's wearing flip flops. Guys, so he's as close to foot, uh, shoeless as possible. Yeah, he's like the, he's like Jesus. He is. He's, he's, they call him uh, Jimmy Superfly Christ. <laughs> God, oh, everything is amazing about this. Okay, <laughs> all right, oh, man. It's AFI time. Also, I want to give another shout out to Roger Andrews, the greatest man of all time. Yes, because he did these beautiful renderings. He made these amazing drawings of yeah. us, me as Green Lantern, Hexagon as Wolverine. We will post them on the website because the world needs to see them. The world needs to see this. They're some ASAP. of the best pictures I've ever seen in my entire life. Me yeah. as Green Lantern, I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. Oh, wait, yes, it does. Hexagon as Wolverine. That's how it gets better. There. Yeah. What does that tell you? It's just, I'm looking at this picture and I just, it's, I wish it's it was amazing. Be, I wish I, 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 I just want to be Wolverine. Well, you uh, are in that picture. I want to be like, uh, you know, in that uh, AHA video for Take On Me? Take On Me. Where she goes inside she the, goes into, the, in the, into the, into the p- comic <laughs> book or whatever that is. And That's perfect. I kind of want to be in this it's picture. Right yeah. There she is. I, I, I really just want to be a part of this picture. I know. I love everything about it. It's true. It's very, yes. very true. It's, very, it's a very attractive picture. And yours as well. I love it. the beard. <laughs> oh, man. Enough talking about it. We need people to, we need to put these up so people can see them. Yeah, I mean, Roger Andrews, he's going to try to come out here. Hopefully we can talk to him before the end of the episode. Yeah. But people just need to see the pictures. Um, we're going to post them on HectorandTodd.com. Check them out. Speaking of HectorandTodd.com, don't forget, who's your favorite classic WWF character? HectorandTodd at gmail.com. Uh, so, we're here. We are. Number nine. Um, oh, yeah. Sorry. We're very scatterbrained. There are so many people... Walking around. In costumes. There's a lot costumes. of costumes walking around It will right be hard to concentrate. I will do my best. Yes. Okay, number nine. It's a classic. It's a film I like to call, because of the title, Vertigo. 
<laughs> you like to call it. Yeah. Very good. Uh, Alfred Hitchcock, 1958. Uh, where does this rank on your Hitchcock power list? Um, it's not. It's it's probably somewhere. I mean, I I have to. I, just, I haven't seen. As far as the classic or the ones that we, that is his his uh, in his prime <laughs> between the 50s and the 60s. Yeah, I'd say mostly through the 50s. Uh, that's where his prime was at. If I would go through the 50s, um, it'd be somewhere maybe like in the lower middle. Okay, I, I yeah. feel you. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely not up to it's standards of North by Northwest, uh, Rear Window, and Psycho. And a lot of but people it's agree. A very good movie. It is a very good movie. It's um, it's it's so strange to me. It's just, it's not a film I was always into like as a younger. And I seen it. I, I saw it as a younger age, but I never really was completely into it. I um, I think it's one of those things that. As time progressed, I appreciated more like the de- the depths of 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 the film itself. Um, I and it's I, it's not like I was expecting like the the, the epic mm-hmm. spectacular of of uh, you know not not quite North by Northwest you know like that that's that's that third act of the movie yeah that it, but um, um amazing fan of ours Peter Blunden from London says that Vertigo is his number one yes for Hitchcock yes. He's a huge fan of it, and he said anyone who says that Vertigo isn't Hitchcock's best film can go S themselves. Oh, um, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm messing myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, Peter Blunden's amazing. We love him. He's an uh, amazing yeah, human being, a great fan. Yeah. Peter Blunden out of London, we love you. Yeah. So, uh, okay, Vertigo. Uh, let me look up the plot here so we can look at that dog. <laughs> that dog is so excited right now. Um, so... Trying to think of the, the way I want to phrase how I feel about Vertigo because I love Vertigo. Don't get me wrong, but I just don't think it's nearly up to snuff with those other films, like it's North so, by Northwest. Such, I feel like I'm speaking heresy against the uh, the Hitchcockian fans. I it's I love this film. Oh, I do too. Without it's a doubt, it's so hard. You can't say that too, like, and because it feels like whenever we say that, that doesn't get stressed. What stress is when we say, oh, it's not up to par with yeah. these other films, which is. It, it's. It, I mean, I think it's Vertigo meets somewhere in the middle. I yep. mean, it's just such a. It, it, I don't. I don't want to rank. I don't want to rank it somewhere because I, I just really want to just talk about this film on its own and the, how not. I I I don't even want to stand up against other films because it's it's got a, it's a very unique film. Yes, it's very. And it's just like each each film has it, each Hitchcock film has its own different tone to it. This one is very much. It's 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 such a it's such a different style. There's a lot of new things that he's trying out for yeah. this film. Well, it also has one of my favorite sequences ever in Hitchcock, and I'll get to that moment okay. uh, after I read the plot here. A San Francisco detective suffering from acrophobia investigates the strange activities of an old friend's wife, all the while becoming dangerously obsessed with her. Simple, right? Yes, but not simple at all. No, <laughs> the movie at all. gets so convoluted and confusing towards the end, but I don't mean that in a bad way. I love yeah, that... how it goes and twists and turns and everything. Mm-hmm. And but and like I said before, it has one of my favorite Hitchcock sequences ever filmed, and that's the Amazing Nightmare sequence. Can we just talk about how amazing that scene is <laughs> with his floating head, the floating head, the, the animation. Incredible. Well, Incredible. There's, there's, it almost looks like uh, that, that uh, looks Looney like Tunes animation. Every now and then, you'll get the flower yep. bursting, yep. And, but then you all of a sudden it turns into like a a an Andy Warhol nightmare. Yeah, it's it's terrifyingly awesome. Yeah. Can we can we agree on that? It's pretty terrifying. And yeah, pretty it's, awesome. It's pretty awesome. I love I, that. I part. like the. I, I mean, that's where you get the poster art of his, a shadow of him yep. kind of moving. I, I think a madman. Uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that that's where they get that from. Uh, but I, I, there. Well, let's go right into it. Okay, let's discuss vertigo. Okay, so 
<laughs> I had something prepared. No, I, I'm, I keep getting scatterbrained. I'm staring at all these people's uh, awesome memorabilia that they're collecting. Here. Yeah, I've I've been doing that too. All right. Um. So I I feel uh, that this movie, according to a lot of people, tanked. Not really tanked, but didn't fare well mm-hmm. in the box office. Well, um, it was banned for a while, wasn't it? There was like a yeah, there a was group like of like five Hitchcock films, including this and Rear Window. Yep. that just like weren't released until like the seventies again. Yeah. That no one saw until the 70s. 80s. I think it was like 84. Almost. Was it? Yeah. yeah. It was It was pretty far like yeah. after it came out. I feel like this. I feel like there's between like Jimmy Stewart doing so many roles. I mean, he, he had. <laughs> keep getting distracted. That dog is freaking out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, okay, so we have um, him and Jimmy Stewart doing Rear Window, which became. A huge, but very successful film. Yeah. Um, and I was worried. I, I was worried. I'm. I'm always thinking that maybe you know the way that you cast or you cast a, an actor mm-hmm. and a in in and a director together. After a while, they become the audience gets kind of tired of seeing uh, a certain. I don't. I wouldn't even say the same role because it's a different. Like I said, every Hitchcock film is very different from each other. Yep. But uh, but sometimes you see the typecast that might. Affect you know, people seeing the same. They don't, you know, they want to see the same movie. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. So I wonder if that's that was like a big effect on the reason I don't why know, the movie because like Vertigo was just so radically office. different than anything he's done. So I don't really know what led to it not doing so well. You no. know what I mean? Especially because it was Jimmy Stewart, it was Alfred Hitchcock. You think that that would be box office gold at that point? Absolutely. I don't. I know. mean, it was though because after that was Psycho. But it's such a weird film to market too. It's not like it's. You don't want to give away anything away. Like with Psycho, you can kind of get it's like a it's like a horror thriller. Yep. But with yeah, this, it's how hard do you to, market to, uh, Vertigo? You don't. I don't know. It's it's very unique and it's got a very unique tone to it because you it does have that mystery. It's kind of like the uh, the man who knew too much. Yep. Where it's uh, you have that mystery, that air of of it's like thrilling because you have the third act, which is an intense third yep. act, and then the, but the whole, the whole time it's this giant mystery of a like. Like he's set up, and the, why? Who's setting him up? But this kind of takes a a slight turn, where it's not just it's not just a whodunit. It's, an, it's there's also it's got a very surreal atmosphere to it. Yes, and I mean, there's so much there's there's so much to that that it's like it almost it, it requires a second viewing because really you need does. to pick up everything that you just kind of process. It's just a, yeah, there's so much happening in the yeah. film that. Well, Hector, you have notes, right? I do. Let's let's get some notes here. Right, Maybe it'll, it'll help us talk about it yes. more. Yes, I, I watched this with the commentary because I always feel like you have the people that work on the film. Yep, you have the best kind of notes right there. But uh, but yeah, the commentary had the the associate producer Herbie Coleman discuss some of the uh, details of the film. I'll just really go into like the the, the highlights of that. But um, uh, one thing that really gets into my when I think about this film, I just think about the score. Oh, amazing score! Because Bernard Herrmann, he's a man that can't do wrong. Can we agree that? I we can definitely agree on that. Okay, uh, and it's funny because I'm, I'm I always wanted to get sound. Like I'm, I've been recently obsessed in the past few months with soundtracks. I want to get I got the Psycho soundtrack, uh, North by Northwest, um, and now I, I I'm listening to Vertigo, and I try to find it says music by Bernard Herrmann, and I know he does he composes it, but he apparently he didn't conduct it. Mm-hmm. That's uh. Apparently there was a strike going on at the time, and the uh, American Society of Composers, ASCAP, some would say, 
uh, some would say. Some would say. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, they, uh, he wasn't allowed to to uh, to conduct it. Um, he was on so he was on strike. He was restricted from conducting at all. Uh, so he had to go. So uh, the associate produ- uh, producers had to go to Vienna and London to complete the scoring. Um, but it's it's. I mean, you see lists, you see top 100 lists, and it's always on there yeah. for best. For well, best. a lot of the Hitchcock scores are on there. Yeah, Bernard Herrmann is probably one of the most influential composers today. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the Saul Bass introduction. He, awesome. Uh, I, I, it's one thing every Hitchcock film has is an incredible. I wish they would. I really wish that they would bring that back, like these the really great introductions. They I mean, did in um, Buried. I thought the opening credits were very Saul Bass. In which one? Buried. Burning? Buried. Oh, buried. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I'm the opening still... credits for that were very Saul Bassy. Yes, yes. I have, uh, I like, of course, of course, there's uh, Catch Me If You Can. Oh, yes. Incredible. Uh, kiss, no, kiss, bang, bang. Kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Oh, good. Um, VistaVision. This <laughs> is a Paramount. That was my first, that was my first note. VistaVision with an exclamation point. VistaVision. <laughs> uh, Paramount had the cool VistaVision. I mean, Warner Brothers had the, uh, what was it? Oh, man. It's going to bother me. No, no. The CinemaScope for tw- from 20th Century Fox. Yeah. Did Warner Brothers have VistaVision too? I'm assuming that's what the Searchers was, right? VistaVision. Yep. Okay. I so, think that, so. so they must have had the same thing. Started with White Christmas, uh, double frame, 35 millimeter horizontally. Um, but yeah, I'm looking at the restoration. That's one thing, and this is my major note. I'm probably the biggest thing I want to stress is that Hollywood doesn't take care of their films. When they want to restore something, it seems so Im- impossibly hard. Yeah, to restore a film, it just you, the negatives. I mean, this is a was this is probably not an easy film to restore. Anyways, uh, a double frame, thirty five millimeter. I mean, these are three. Was it like three strips of film? Yep. And then there's like the I don't know if it's red, blue, and yellow. I can't remember. But yeah, the yellow one apparently on this film very much faded. And the with with the restoration of of a lot of films. I mean, it's it's it it just seems that Hollywood needs to take a cue mm-hmm. and preserve their films the best. I mean, I know technology back then, not so, not able to, to, to keep the proper care that we can nowadays. Yeah, and they probably didn't know that film was going to be so, like, you know... Easily deteriorating. That and the fact that people, you know, there were Blu-rays now where they have to go back and do that type of stuff. Yeah. Like, I, f- I just... Like, it's easy for us to say it now. Yeah. Right? I feel like maybe, you know, when they made Vertigo, they were like, all right, put that in a vault. People saw it. Because it's not like there were DVDs or anything back then. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, they probably just didn't think of something like that. Yeah. Which is unfortunate for us as film fans. It's true. And I I, just think of all, like, so many classic films. I always think of the what ifs. The what ifs. What if we had, what if we could have this? What if we could have these deletes? I mean, look at Metropolis. They were able to find that print. Yeah. Um, Oh, okay. Well, anyway. Um, But, yeah, they have a lot. I mean, Paramount Universal had a lot of these prints and music. They were junked. They were, like, they had to go with, like, fourth-generation type copies. But, anyway, the restoration I thought was okay. Uh, A lot of faded negatives. Mm. Uh, Heavy use of fog filters. I I really, um, that really bothers me for for this reason. I know that Hitchcock is not around to really do a restoration. And we have a lot of historians, historians, film historians that can kind of take things in their own direction. Um, The the restoration. Two people that did that, I don't remember the names, but two people, uh, two people that did the restoration for the film kind of liberally did fog filters on, this, on the film. And uh, I don't know if that's something, I know that kind of the way they just explained it was like they want to make a dreamy type atmosphere for the film. Yeah. Um, but I'm not, like, I can't, I can't, 
I don't know. I just it did really bother me every now and then. I would see a shot of San Francisco and just kind of be it would be completely foggy for no reason. Yeah, I noticed that too. Actually, a lot of the fog filters. Yeah. Um, Herbie Coleman had no clue what they were talking about. I wrote it down. Like Herbie Coleman was like, I had no idea that, 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 that about the fog filters. He's like, I, didn't, I, didn't, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> he seemed clueless to it, but he would. I mean, guy's pretty old. It's, uh, I'm sure that a lot of a lot of notes in the, every there and there were kind of <sighs> a new restoration for Blu-ray is necessary. I agree. <sighs> Man, we need a Blu-ray of that. Everything looks good. I mean, the Psycho Blu-ray. Looks yeah, great. it looked beautiful. Same looks with great. North by Northwest. Yeah, same with North by Northwest. I, mean, I just, I, oh, another one that's cr- screaming, crying out for a Blu-ray. It's true. Uh, the oh, I heard. I was listening to the movie in a stereo soundtrack, and I was kind of like, ah, oh, the mono soundtracks sound so much better. Mm-hmm. Um, Removes that stereo soundtrack removes a lot of sound effects. Apparently. Speaking of that, you know what I bought recently? I bought one of those 3D sound bars at work. Oh, okay. Like one of those. It's like this big. Yeah. It's like the, it goes right in the front of the TV. Yep. You just put it right in the front of the TV. Yeah. I haven't set it up yet because I don't want to put it in my apartment. You know because you have neighbors. Yeah, exactly. So when I move into my new place, I'm going to set it up. But we were pl- um, testing it at work and we hooked it up with the Hangover. It sounded pretty good. Nice. Yeah, I'm really excited to set it up. Yeah. I know it's off topic, but I thought of that when you said the surround sound. Keep going, as you were. Done. <laughs> uh, Hollywood in the past did not take good care of well, discussing this. Um, when I... Okay. <laughs> I wrote this note, and I kind of wish I hadn't, but I'll just throw it out there. When I see Kim Novak, I picture Sharon Stone. I don't know what it is about looking at Kim Novak in this movie, but when she... The, the blonde... Kim Novak. I could see that. Kind of doesn't. I don't know why. Just, I was like, if this got remade in 1992, <laughs> <laughs> it would have been, been, yeah, been Sharon Stone. Um, this movie's about obsession. Now, I say that it's in the strongest sense of obsession. Like that, that was the tone. Like, it was Martin Scorsese. That's like the biggest thing he loves about this film. Is like yep. he just loves making these characters obsessed about one thing. And, and you can kind of tell and then think about every Scorsese film has one character that's obsessed about something yeah. with a fame, fortune. Um, kind of De Palma's like that, too. I think Brian De Palma. Uh, that, well, he made the movie Obsession. I think it's a lot like this film as well. Yep. I, um, uh, I wrote down, Novak would have questions about scenes. This is actually a really interesting story. Uh, Kim Novak, she would ask questions on the set. Uh, she would ask Hitch questions about like what, the script, some of the, some of the lines and things that didn't, didn't make sense to her. She would be like, uh, you know, so she didn't know how things got from point A to point B. Yep. Uh, and, it would, and things were kind of left unanswered. And Hitchcock would just be like, uh, no, no, no. In a mystery, you never want to reveal. You never want to show exactly how you arrived at something. Okay. And she'd be like, but that, you know, the scene really bothers me. You know, that doesn't really make well, any sense. Well, he's kind of a horrible director when it comes to actors. <laughs> I've always noticed that about him. Like, I've, I think I've heard stories about that before. Like, why is my character doing this? He's like, it doesn't matter. That's what it's written. Just do it. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> I think he wrote something like, he's like, he's like, that's the point. That's the point. And it's, he's got such an elegant way of saying it. Like, I know he's very Hitch, Hitchcock, but it's, it's interesting. I would, I would have liked to have seen him say that, been directing that. Like, that's the point. Like, yeah. A lot of people would have been like, huh. Okay, moving on. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Hitch had a way of like not wanting things to add up so easily. I mean, he, he like I, I guess his main point is to keep the audience alert and participating. So I mean, that, that's that's what some people may be turned off by that. Some yep. people don't like they like everything, every little detail answered. But you know, that's your 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 that's depending on which audience you go see that movie with. Uh, I look at Vertigo and I see a landing point of a surreal psychological mystery thriller generation, uh, like the. The future filmmakers take a cue from this film, and I think it really, that, that's what makes this movie so special. You see uh, directors like Kubrick, Frankenheimer, Tarkovsky, uh, up to recently you have David Lynch, Brian De Palma. Yep. Um, and like, 
you think of these those what influence might have touched later like what kind of the surreal mystery thrillers formed as a result of this because you have you have that tone of obsession yep and then you have the films that come out afterwards you th- I think of um, we have movies like Seconds Frankenheimer did that Kubrick I mean all of those movies are very surreal thrillers in a way I mean and Tarkovsky to the surreal to the um, on, to the X infinity point yeah it's on, it's, it's on, and then David Lynch has, has like his own style and added into it it's got that very Hitchcockian style but it's like smooth jazz esque but that's the way I see this movie. That's how I see, I see it. It's a very, it, it's it's not a lot of surreal films. At I think you said point. smooth jazz. That's what I'm still laughing about. Smooth, smooth jazz. <laughs> well, it is. It's like I mean, he oh, always no, has I agree. that. It's like the perfect way of saying it. Yeah. I just think it. <laughs> uh, but the, yeah, that's. Re- I mean, that's all I have for notes. But yeah. I was just thinking about that. I just that's probably the most special feature about this film. It just the way it affects everything else. Like everything has that butterfly effect. Yeah. Afterwards, I'll read my notes then. How about that? Done. All right, Vista Vision is my first note because I thought it was Vista awesome. Vision. Um, awesome opening credits. And then I also said these credits seem like this, like so much like the 70s to me. I don't know why, but the entire time I was watching it, it never ahead very, of its time? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's exactly what I'm saying. Those credits were so ahead of its time. It felt like such a 70s movie to me. Yeah, it's awesome. Did you see that at all? Like, for some reason, that's all I could think of that was the 70s. That technicolor, like... Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It just seemed very 70s to me. Um, man, I love me some Jimmy Stews. Jimmy Stee, Jimmy, yeah, yeah, Scotty. Um, <laughs> uh, I love his shoes. I miss that. No, they showed a bunch of close-ups of his shoes earlier on. I really loved him. Oh. Um, I love the music swell when she's right next to him for the first time. Which part? The music swell when she's right next to him for the first time. Okay, yes. The music just kind of like swells to like this crescendo. Yeah. It's happening here. That was a lot of things. Like burnt a lot. I know a lot of filmmakers like would with whenever whoever worked with Bern, Bern, Bernie Herman. Bernie, <laughs> I like saying Bernie Bernard <laughs> Herman. Uh, they kind of wrote around him almost like, because he, he was almost like it was almost like he was working with the film. Yeah. Well, like his like music, he's just like a character in every exactly. Yeah. Um, such a great shot with the mirrored door. Uh, this makes you want to watch Hitchcock themed Psych episode. Have you seen? Oh, never mind. You haven't <sighs> seen obviously. There's an awesome Hitchcock themed Psych episode that I love. Psych, yeah. Um, there's something eerie about that painting. The uh, Carlotta. Yeah. Valdo, so whatever. creepy. Yeah. That, um, I love his car. That shot of the hair, like you see yeah. Kim Novak's hair in the swirl, and you see Carlotta's yeah. hair in the swirl. Um, according to the Internet Movie Database trivia, critics thought Jimmy Stews was too old, and that's why the movie failed. Poor shit. That's what I say. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't. Nobody really knows. Uh, how does she never notice him following her? He's not exactly stealthy. <laughs> I used to call this movie the stalker movie when for like the longest time. I would just be like, is that the movie where Jimmy Stewart just stalks? The yeah. chick forever. <laughs> Literally, well, half the movie is spent him stalking her. Uh, why is she unconscious? She was in the water for three seconds and her head was above water. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was really funny. Um, <laughs> it's the rockiest bay, too. Uh, Kim Novak is stunning and a much better actress when she's talking. Mm. Um, I mean, she's playing two characters. It's Yeah, I know. It's pretty impressive. Um, it's like double impact. <laughs> My notes make me laugh. Yeah, you never fail for the person you're tailing. Rule number one. <laughs> it's true, though. If you're tailing someone, you don't fall for them. It's true. Don't tell them. Um, Ape law. That is a massive tree. A massive tree? Yeah. Again, I can't tell you what most of these notes mean because I don't remember watching I like, them. I like, I like just getting lost in your notes. Yeah, I know. Uh, her <laughs> eyebrows do look a little bizarre. <laughs> They're big. Did she just disappear into a forest? Oh, there she is. <laughs> <sighs> she did. She did. Yeah, she'd always 
and sneak then around said, one uh, corner. The end. <laughs> that seemed like an, an end to me, the crashing waves. You know what I'm talking about? When they embrace, and then it just fades to black. Yes. Um, this broad's crazy. Uh, best dream sequence ever? Most likely. <laughs> yeah, that's up there. It's like the Coens, and then this one. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, I like that. I want that. I love posters. Uh, sorry about that. <laughs> um, this is one nice blue suit. He sure has become stalkery. Um, <laughs> this movie should just be called Stalker. I know. <laughs> it's like uh, there's so much looking at the camera in AFI movies. I know we haven't talked about it in a while, but it seems like at least once a time, yes. one, there's a part in every movie where someone's looking right at the camera. Every single movie. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to any movie I watch and just see if there's a. <laughs> I love how bored they look on their dates when they finally get together and they start going on dates and stuff. Oh, they yeah. look so bored. It reminds me of my wife, always looking bored whenever we're together. <laughs> um, Kate. It's so creepy that he wants to morph her into Kate. Madeline. And because of that, he's so weird now. Yeah. Like, towards the end of the movie, he gets so bizarre. No, well, everything like, is bizarre. It's just, it's, it's like, it's almost like you just, you want to know what, what is going through their minds, yeah. these characters. I feel you. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, that's normal. Just had to change her into a completely different person to like her. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the like they become so like self involved. I, yeah. I don't know how to describe it. They just you, the, you have Scotty, <laughs> Scotty, John, you have John Scotty Ferguson. I mean, he's it's almost like he's so. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's like he, he's worried about everything. Everything that he's, he's worried about her, her leaving him, and it's so it, it's so traumatized. Yeah. Everything. I mean, I, I can understand that the. Acrophobia, and along with that whole, he, I, there's a lot of. I mean, it's again with going with the things that are left unexplained, um, and you you, you kind of want to know why uh, you want to go further into his the, into the beginning. Where, I mean, yeah. that police officer dies, you, you it's like snap, and then it goes right into the this main story, yeah. and it just wants to focus on that. And Hitchcock had that really cool way of doing that. Like it would just. You think about it afterwards. I mean, you say repeated viewings. You'll you'll want to nitpick. Yeah. But the first time you just you're just rolling with it. It's just a ride. Just good ride. ride. Yeah, it's, it's um, a good ride. I forget. I'm I'm already losing points. I say uh, the end. Oh, not the end. That's unfortunate. This is out of focus. And I say the end. This time it was right. Damn creepy nuns. <laughs> <sighs> with in the most one of the most talked about endings of any film. Yeah. It's a pretty out of like left field ending too. Like I didn't expect the ending to be coming then. Yeah, you know what I mean. I just, just I don't know why. Right then, yeah. I just expected there to be more after that. But that's not a bad thing. I still I love the way it ends. You know, yeah. it's a perfect ending. Yeah, it really couldn't end any other way than that. You know what I mean? It's yeah. It's I guess it, it's like a, it, it's got that explosive intro with yep. the with the Saul Bass intro and then and all of a sudden the rooftop uh, jumping around, <laughs> jumping around. Yeah, <laughs> jumping around. Um, and then you have the ending, which just kind of, like you said, it comes abruptly. He's like he's taking her to the top of this, uh, of this, of this uh, monastery. Monastery, thank you, cathedral, whatever I wouldn't want to call it, cathedral. Well, that's wrong. <laughs> that's wrong. <I> know. <laughs> <laughs> monastery. He takes her up to the top of, the, and then, and he's just. It's almost like you, you're waiting for the, this big reveal, and it, it doesn't come. It doesn't come. It's so, so it, anticlimactic. It yeah, it's a very anticlimactic, but in a really good way. Yeah. And like, it, I think it's anticlimactic in the best way possible. Yeah, it, leaves you, you, it leaves you wanting. It's like you just because at this point you're like, oh, it's like that. It's they're gonna embrace. It's gonna have like a happy ending. Like yep. they're finally gonna get together. And nope. No. <laughs> Not at all. No. Life just spits in its eye. Vertigo, huh? Vertigo. It's a great, great film. 
I feel like people might misconstrue the way we feel about this movie. I want to emphasize... We, this is such I feel like we haven't said beautiful. anything bad about the movie, though. I love everything about this movie. Okay, good. <laughs> I think it's a great film. Somebody always seems to find this like, hey, why do you hate this? Yeah. Hate, stop hating on this. Oh, well, but not at all. But it's not true. Not at all. We love this film. Yes. Uh, next week, what's it going to be next week? It's Schindler's List, right? Schindler's List, yeah. That Classic. Came in, that came in the Netflix recently. Yep. Two discs. Number eight. Number eight, Schindler's List. That's going to be uh, next time. Uh, as for right now, we're going to take another break because hopefully after said break where we have ourselves a sandwich... We're going to talk to Roger Andrews. Roger Andrews, famed artist of the Dangerous Memories logo, will finally grace the airwaves. Yes. We need to know what makes Roger Andrews Roger Andrews. Yes. We need to know. The world needs to know. The DM Nation needs to know. I think of any emails we get, the most we get is, who is Roger Andrews? Please tell us about him. Yeah, and we're about to. You're about to find out. Okay. We'll see you after this. All right. He's finally here. <clears throat> the I am indeed for. the uh, the Barry White of art, as That's he likes right. to call himself. Show you right, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby. Uh, we have Roger Andrews, famed artist, the creator of probably the best logo of all time. Uh, how are you today, Roger? I am doing quite fine. <laughs> quite, quite fine, fine indeed. <laughs> Here we are at the uh, South Coast Toy and Comic Show. Yep, extravaganza that you frequent, and it's in the Jewel. Of, North, of southeastern Massachusetts, is that Fairhaven, Massachusetts. Is that really? Yeah, this is the first time I've been here. I mean, but coming to this expo, I've never, never been here otherwise. You it's, know why? Because uh, it's, it's the, the shimmering hill. <laughs> the shimmering village on a hill. Yeah. That is Fairhaven. I like that. Across from even greater, greater heights, New Bedford. You like New Bedford? Massachusetts. Yeah, that's my hometown. Gotta love New Bedford. Oh, so you live around here? I didn't know that. I, you didn't know I lived around here? No. <laughs> I don't really know your life. You mean when I invite you over the house, that's, this is where I mean. The house. <laughs> that's you, pretty far away. It is pretty <laughs> <laughs> Is it really? Yeah, it's like an hour and a half. Oh, that's not so bad. What? It's pretty bad. In Texas, tell that to... Listen, when you're a listener in Texas, Texas, here's about you complaining about an hour and a half drive. That's you're going to be smacked in Texas. That's fine. Let them smack me up here. <laughs> yeah, They're Texas far away. Huge. You know you're not supposed to mess with Texas. I always mess with Texas. All right, there you go. I make it a point. <laughs> uh, Roger Andrews, we want to know what makes Roger Andrews tick. What makes tell, me tick? Yeah, tell me about your life. It's How Swiss you timing. Get... I've got Swiss timing. That's what makes <laughs> me tick. Swiss <laughs> No, uh, yeah, actually, uh, if you want to get right into the roots. I do. Not to get racial, if you want to get roots, <laughs> into the roots. Um, well, first off, what I do is I am an uh, illustrator, mm-hmm. more specifically a licensing illustrator. I work for Hasbro. I've done some work for Lucas, uh, George, as in George Lucas. <laughs> um, I've done some stuff for Disney as well. I've done some stuff for DreamWorks. I've done some stuff for Mattel. And a lot of what I do is concept art. So okay. I do a lot of preliminary art. So when you go to your local Target or Target <laughs> and you pick up a uh, Galactic Heroes, one of my uh, many lines that I've worked on for uh, the Star Wars line, mm-hmm. uh, I do the pencil sketches, the okay. stuff that eventually will wind up on the package. That's so awesome. That's primarily what I do. That, in addition to that, I do some uh, storyboard art. Oh, really? And uh, all those who love film will know <laughs> of the storyboards. But what uh, I do, sto- uh oh, loading the website. Uh oh, uh oh. Uh-oh. See that? Danger. Uh-huh. <laughs> Danger. Uh-oh. Look at this. There's, there's a list of uh, words that are <laughs> associated to my, uh, <laughs> which, your, which your listeners have no idea what I'm talking about. But uh, anyways, yeah, so that's a good sense of what I do. I do art, sketch. Yeah, you know? it's, it's, uh, you have a very distinct style that yeah, I think told that. anyone who would have seen those, uh, what are those called? Those toys? Those are uh, that particular thing that the viewer can't see, yeah. <laughs> which we will describe in uh, vivid detail, is uh, Transformers. 
Um, I did a lot of the packaging art for the Robot Heroes line. Okay. So anyone collecting those will be familiar with the, uh, you know, in the lower left and right hand corner uh, examples of my artwork, mm -hmm. or at least uh, the preliminary stuff. And it, yeah. ultimately, it gets colored by uh, some other talented illustrators. <laughs> Not to put myself in their uh, their vein, but yeah. So that's what I do. I mean, I, sketch. I remember when we were in New York City, Toys R Us. You were pointing out things that you've uh, yeah. sketched. You were like, "Oh yeah, that's me." Oh, you mean the mega Toys R Us? Yeah, that huge Pretty Toys much R Us. The mother, the Taj Mahal of yeah, Toys R Us, with the uh, Ferris wheel in it. That that's was a good right. time. That was good. Toys R Is there a plural for Toys R Us's? Is that Toys R Us I? Toys R Us I? I think that's it. Toys R Us I. Okay, good. there you go. All right, just make it <laughs> sure. Original. But uh, yeah, so um, yeah, it's, it's fun to go to, again, a Target or a Walmart or a Toys R Us, and there's, yeah, I can pretty much spot a bunch of things either on the, on the action figure shelf or yeah. on the box cover shelf. And you roll into the dough because of it? Uh, yeah, yeah. rolling with he's literally. <laughs> I roll he's in literally it. Like, <laughs> Uncle, <laughs> Uncle Scrooge is jumping in this big swimming pool. No, I'm more closer to Scrooge McDuck, yes, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, actually, uh, yeah, no, I'm closer to was it uh, indecent proposal with the with the rolling around in the million dollars. That's you, me. You randomly go up to proposal to yeah, make proposals right, yeah. to women. I just go to Vegas like, hey. hotels <laughs> and I want uh, to sleep with your up. wife. Can we make this happen? Million bucks. That's how I make my money. It's not through art. It's sleeping with random wives. See, I reversed that. Oh, I reversed yeah. the whole scenario. <laughs> this is just a front. It's Classic all front. It's just a yeah, very uh, thinly veiled front. Yeah, yeah. For my jiggle uh, <laughs> status. You really, <laughs> you really, you really mask it well by yeah, being. That's right. I try. Yeah. <laughs> hey, what did you say? Yeah. <laughs> Fine. I think I'm a rather handsome gentleman. I don't know what you're trying to say. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Another thing for your for your listeners. There's a woman in a uh, mermaid costume. Can I don't know what we can describe her as. What is that? It looks like Mario. Is it? Aquaman's wife. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Sorry. First we, oh, that's right. Poison Ivy, show. but then she's holding that. And some brown coats from the, um, what's that, from uh, The worst Serenity, show of all right? time. Yeah, the Firefly. Oh, what, uh, what? I don't like Firefly. Oh, we're going to fight right now. Let's <laughs> do it. You didn't even know the name of it. <laughs> that's right. What? I said Serenity. <laughs> I, did it by the, I did it by the movie. What's wrong with that? You know, this is some, right? You guys got a movie called, podcast that I've heard of. <laughs> <laughs> Roger Andrews, what are you working on now? Are you working on anything in particular? Uh, you know what? Actually, uh, none of none of which I can speak about. Actually. Really? A lot of stuff Whoa. on a lot of stuff I'm working on with Hasbro is um, way way in the preliminary stages. Is oh, it more and, toy um, stuff though? It is toy stuff. There's some some products that they're because uh, a lot of that stuff there's a serious lead time on it. A year year and a half. Yeah, lead time on a lot of that stuff. So. I, uh, yeah, I can't talk or show. Anyway. Even a hint? Uh, hint, um, it has something to do with uh, the galactic, well, not galactic heroes, well, yeah, some galactic heroes, some, uh, what are the Marvel superhero squad, yeah. some Transformers, and a lot of, uh, let's like just suffice to say, a lot of those guys are getting redesigned. Oh, oh look at that. Yeah. So, I like that. Uh, ka-ching. So keeping the ka-ching. Yeah. <laughs> you know what that is? That's some pool table money right there. <laughs> That's what that is. Did you have anything to do with the uh, the Marvel video game that came out of the Superhero Squad? Uh, you know what? I I don't know that I did. Maybe in some weird, obscure way, because very, very early on, I was commissioned through Hasbro to do character studies, and I had done um, Captain America, I had done a Hulk one, and um, just a bunch of my versions of what they would look like animated. Okay. So I, I don't know if any of that wound up on the animation. Any of them that wound up on the cartoon. But I doubt it, because I'm sure they had a whole yeah. team of artists <laughs> that took over from there. But I did do that. I did do some preliminary stuff. Well, that's cool. Yeah. So, again, I'm way early in the stages. I'm, yeah. Yeah, I'm literally I'm at the architectural stages of a lot of the stuff. It's still awesome, though. It's, uh, yeah, it's got a little awesome to it. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> all the sketches you do, I always love. You yeah. did that, that, that amazing Superman you did for me. 
Oh, that's right. I still and look at it on a daily basis. Did that wind up on? I think I seen it on a web screen somewhere. Well, I put it. I think I put it on our website. Did you? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Because I love it. I did that. Yeah. I look at it every day. I've been known to sketch a thing or two. (laughs) (laughs) Been known to. Uh, and you've also been known to love movies like we do. Yes, love movies. Deep, intense love for movies. And that's why you're a fan of our show, obviously. Yes, obviously. I'm a huge fan, obviously. Yes. And I champion the show wherever I go. <laughs> I'm like the herald of DM. You should, wear, you should wear a DM pin everywhere you go, Shoot, right? I am the herald of the DM nation. <laughs> it's true, you are. Wait, what is it? With the DMites? <clears throat> the DM, yeah, the DMers. 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 It's one of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's like WTF. You've got a different thing. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I got you. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, no, I love the show. So I'm, uh, I'm definitely, I herald it wherever, wherever yeah. I go. Totally. Yeah. Uh, so out of all the comic book adaptations this summer, what are you most excited for? Uh, t- most excited to see or have seen? To see. To see. see. So um, I think there's only like two or three left, right? Yeah. Can we call Transformers a comic book ab- adaptation considering it comes from the toy? I say we could. I guess. All right. Then I'd probably say that one. Because yeah. that new trailer, the, or the that new new trailer is pretty trailer awesome. It's ridiculous. Yeah, that new trailer is pretty awesome. And I don't know what that spiraling sort of uh, sentinel from Matrixy thing <laughs> yeah, at the end of the trailer is. <laughs> it looks but so I awesome. want to find out yeah you know? seriously but that I think I mean of the ones I have not seen I think is probably highest on my list the one of the ones I have seen however is uh, the, the X-Men I enjoyed a lot yes I know it's getting mixed reviews from folks mm-hmm. but I, I dug that a lot I, it's in my strike zone I know Hexagon didn't see it yet but I personally loved X-Men First Class but uh, I mentioned this on my Facebook that it was the one movie that I loved that made me furious while I was watching it. Really? Because that's not the X-Men. That's not the first class. It really isn't. It you know should I mean? be. It should like Cyclops. Cyclops yeah, and Colossus and uh, obviously Beast and the original Angel, not that weird fly-winged yeah. angel. What was that, girl? I have no idea what the point hot, that was. Blazing hot, but I mean, come yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, what can we say? Yeah, um, but it was a great movie. It was. I mean, it was kind of James Bond-esque. <clears throat> it really was, It was yeah. Magneto as James Bond. Yeah. Pretty and much. Michael Fassbender and James McAvoy, I thought, were pretty phenomenal. I'm Incredible. so jealous. I've got to see these movies. You're missing out straight summer. Spoiler. I'm missing out all the spoilers. <laughs> God! Let's straight spoil it right <laughs> now. Straight spoiler. you got to admit, there was some pretty, pretty significant cameos. Yeah. Right? Some awesome cameos. Dude, we're still selling that flick right now. Yeah. yeah. Right? I, feel, I, I really <laughs> think to pay you if you are a comic book fan or an X-Men fan, you have to see this movie. And you do I, realize I did some of the toys. We did do, uh, you know, we did some characters in that. We sketched out some characters in that. Yeah. Yeah. So, on shelves, go to your local store now. Now, nice. uh, see, you, well, you probably don't know, obviously, but why is there no promotion or toys for X-Men First Class? I don't know. You know what? I get the sense that um, it's kind of outside of the loop. Like, for, in there, I mean, I'm not spoiling anything, you know, for people know that no Stan Lee cameo, speaking of yeah. lack of ca- you know, I noticed cameos. that, too. Yeah, there was no Stan and Lee. And I think somehow that was outside of the loop. I don't know. The Marvel system yeah, somehow. I, don't, they yeah, just some, I mean, I, I know Marvel Studios had to sign off on it. Yeah. But somehow it's not as is connected. Yeah. For whatever like, reason. You go to 7-Eleven, there's like Thor Slurpee Cups. Right. There's no action figures for it. I mean, Thor, Captain America already have like so much different product tie-in. There was nothing for X-Men I'm wondering class. if they, they, they fancy themselves a bit more adult or a it's bit possible. more um, in, you know, rooted in the real world than some of the other shows. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I did a ton of stuff for uh, uh, artwork for Thor. Did a bunch of stuff for that. Obviously for Iron Man um, and Captain America as well. Actually, that's one. You know, if you want to say down the road, Captain America. Cap, I'm very excited you know. for. We all know how I feel about Chris Evans' body. That's right. <laughs> an amazing body. Yeah, there's a weird sort of a homoerotic thing. That, that There's a thread that, that carries through the show. I don't know if there's a lot of holding hands while you 
record. I always don't know holding it. Yeah, always. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's right. We, we, don't take, we, don't, we don't take pictures of that. We absolutely. Just leave, the, leave it to the audience imagination. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's why a lot of the pictures you see of us recording, our hands are <laughs> by our side. <laughs> yeah, they are strangely obscured <laughs> from <laughs> view. One hand on the mic, the other yeah, hand that's on right mic. <laughs> on mic. <laughs> on mic. <laughs> well, yeah. We have this Andres. intern named Mike who's <laughs> always right, yeah, intern. <laughs> <laughs> so he's a paid intern. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and he hangs out on the boulevard as well. <laughs> <laughs> you might be able to see his work. Is there, a bil- is there a boulevard in your local town? Do you have a little... Do you have a little uh, uh, yeah? I don't think so. No, no. Really. I mean, you guys are in a fairly small town, that's right. Yeah. You guys are... I mean, like... In certain, and you get into suburb towns. It's mostly just hanging around like the mobile stations and things right. like that, and Seven Elevens. We just got our media passes. You just now get your media yeah. passes. Do you realize you do have access? You've had access to this facility all day <laughs> without the media pass. Two more hours left. We finally got our media passes. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> I love everything about it. <laughs> oh, I know. There's no year on it, so I'll just collect it. And so keep you know. So let me ask. Let me interview you guys. Okay. All right. What the heck's up with the next show? When are we gonna get a next show? We, that's what we're doing right now. So, yeah. wait, so this show, so <laughs> this is going to be an excerpt. Is this going to be a special edition? Special. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's a, yeah. The whole first half is a normal episode. We reviewed the AFI, you know. Oh, stuff. Okay. This is just an added bonus because everyone wants to hear Roger Andrews. Oh, okay. They do classic yeah. Roger. Classic Andrews. Classic Roger. Andrews. <laughs> known, on, known as on the uh, on the Facebook, <laughs> right? Um, Roger Andrews, <clears throat> you're you're in the know, right? Yeah. What is your opinion? Because I've given you so much inside information so far. <laughs> you have. Uh, what is your opinion, if you have any, on this whole DC reboot thing they're doing? Uh, you know what? I've only heard, uh, listened to a couple of uh, some of uh, your uh, colleagues, a couple of other podcasts. I'm not a c- quite 100% sure what's going on. I know it's limited to, what, 52? I think they're doing 52 books, yeah. 52 books, and they've kind of reduced the whole continuity down to that. Yeah. And they're rebooting some. They're sort yeah. of re-altering they're altering the backgrounds of others. I don't know. I mean, it makes sense to streamline. Yep. Because obviously, every new viewers need a jump off. Yeah. Uh, and new uh, and let's face it, if you're going to have uh, an industry that's going to survive, you better have some people who can jump on with number one yeah. episodes, uh, I number guess, one issues. I think that's why I kind of love it. I think it's a genius idea. Right. And everyone keeps saying it's not in continuity, but I mean, if it's all going to happen because of Flashpoint, right? It still is technically in continuity. Because if that's going to be the reason that it all reverts back to number one. Right. There is a reason for it. They didn't all of a sudden just stop. Here's the thing, though. I'd like to think that it's going to get back to some of the original I probably will. Uh, continuity. I, I don't see Again, why not, I'm not a DC guy. Yeah. Although I did do a DC sketch yeah, amazing, or two today. Amazing DC but, sketch. Um, yeah, but I, I don't know. I, I, it's, it's hard for me to imagine um, an industry that is in so much trouble. Yeah. Like, how do you, I mean, how do you, I don't imagine a way out of it other than doing this, relaunching yeah. and figuring out ways to kind of embrace the digital media. Because let's face it, kids don't read. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> right? And I've heard people say how like Marvel has never done anything like that, but I mean, they did with the Ultimates. Yeah. They've tried it. It just didn't work for them. Right. So that's I mean, why they reverted They tried. That. Remember they did that thing with uh, Liefeld and Jim Lee and all yeah. those guys? That was what? Heroes Reborn, I think it was called? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they try. Yeah. Right? I don't know. I, I mean, mean what, are, what else are they going to do? I mean, number ones always sell really well compared to, you know, number 860. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. So and I, what is like, I mean, Action Comics is what? Pretty damn close to like nine hundred. Right? Yeah, I think it just passed nine hundred. Yeah, right. For the first time ever, a comic. Has Listen to me talking DC. I never, I hardly ever read DC. <laughs> right? Well, could you, have, so you, 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 you could ask me about Marvel, and I hardly ever read Marvel. I mean, all I really read now is like Walking Dead. I'll be honest with you. I'm done with Walking Dead. Wait a minute. <laughs> Listen, I'm done with you being done with the Walking Dead. For real. Well, you know how I feel. The Walking Dead the lost show. me with the show. Yeah. yeah. And because of that, I just had no reason to go back and read. The but book. had you like, were you invested in the book at all? Like, yeah, how I loved. I was obsessed with. You was obsessed with it. Yeah. Yeah, you were obsessed because you kind of resemble so Robert Kirkman. That's why you're obsessed with it, right? <laughs> kind of resemble Robert Kirkman. See, with the book, though, I mean, because he said there's no ending he has, it's just right. going to keep going, it uh-huh. just gets so monotonous. He's just, got an ending. He says he doesn't. He said it's always going to go on. He's lying. 
Why would he lie about that? Next time, <laughs> listen, I'll be I'll be in San Diego in a month. When I see, I'm gonna smack him like I'm gonna smack him like he owes me money. <laughs> he has everyone has an end. I mean, every writer I'm sure has an end of the, end of the story. It's got they got to. I don't know. Right? I don't know. I don't know. They well, do. What's up for you next? Where uh, what other conventions are you hitting up? Uh, next one I think is yeah San Diego Comic Con. Okay. Which is like a are you just going to that complete one, cluster? F. Or are you gonna be um, like doing sketches there? Uh, no, I'm going. I'm Lone Wolf in that one. Just as a fan. Yeah. Well, I mean, here's the thing. I've, I'm. I've got a pro badge, which really doesn't in, entitle you to go <laughs> anywhere behind the scenes, really. <laughs> but um. But yeah. I mean, I know a lot. Of, I mean, I've been doing this long enough that I know a lot of folks, and I've got some people that I hang with. So I generally, I'm fortunate enough um, to know some folks at at Lucas, and so generally I go to their party, that Star Wars party. Yeah. And then I'll go to the. Um, Listen to me sounding like big player, right? Yeah, no, I'm like P. Diddy. Like I'm like P. Diddy of art all of a sudden. Roger Andrews right. in an episode of Entourage. I know, that's right. I know, straight <laughs> So who's Turtle? I want to know who's going to be my Turtle. I would but, go um, and be your Turtle. You'll yeah, be my Turtle? I'll gladly be that's your right, Turtle. That's right, yeah. As long as we don't have to hold hands on the table, we're good. But, um, but the thing is, um, you know, so I'll, I'll go attend. You know, I did meet Stan Lee. That was kind of a cool little thing. That's cool. Thing. Yeah. I met Stan Lee at, at a um, Marvel party years ago. That's awesome. I was able to get in before the crowd, before the herd. Nice. Engulfed nice. him. So I got, uh, actually, I got a signed lanyard by uh, Stan the Man, which is cool. That is cool. And I, unlike most of the folks at the convention, like Stan Lee and, and appreciate what yeah. he's done. Did you yell um, Excelsior as he walked away? <laughs> no, no. I, yeah. <laughs> no, he yelled it to me. He, you know. Because nobody bras? loves, yeah, yeah, I know, right? Because nobody loves Stan Lee than, more than Stan Lee. It's so, true. You know he that. loves himself. He loves him some Stan Lee. Stan the Man Lee. So get your popcorn ready. <laughs> you know? So how about you guys? What's next for you guys? What's um, just going to, I know you just moved, right? Not to get too personal. No, I'm going to. Oh, you're going to? July you're in the process? Yeah. Right? And but you, I, what are you up to, Hector? Um, huh? Well, nothing. Pimping? <laughs> Pimping ain't easy. I'm not going to lie. It's not yeah? easy. It's not you're easy. just loving life, Hector? I'm just loving life. You're loving life, and, and you should love I'm follow, life. I'm following in, t- in Mr. Todd Tizzle's shadow. Yeah? As, uh, in this, and in he, cast a, he cast a wide shadow, that Todd Tizzle. <laughs> and that has nothing to do with weight at all. That Don't say it. Don't even think that. It's <laughs> all about, it's about gravity of personality. It's nice. he's, he's a cult of personality unto himself. <laughs> I love it. That Todd oh, Tizzle. No, AKA yeah. Double T, as I call him. <laughs> no, you know what I want to do? I want to dedicate the summer from yeah. here on out to go see all the films that I have not seen at all. This So far, X-Men First Class, number one. Yes, you got to put that high on the list. Um, Super 8. Yeah, Super 8, definitely high on the list. So, yes. Roger Andrews, what did you think of Thor? I, you know something? Entertaining. Yeah. Uh, not overwhelmed by it, but not um, underwhelmed by it. I thought it, it fits in the pocket of the... Um, Iron Man 2 pocket. Yeah. Where it's not, it's not classic. You know? I mean, you remember Spider-Man and Spider-Man 2 was classic. I wouldn't you know, go that far, X, but yeah. Well, X-Men 2, classic. Yeah, yeah. X-Men Dark yeah, Knight, definitely. classic. Yeah. Now, first class for me, classic. Yeah, definitely. You know? But, I mean, it, um, it's just, it didn't leave me flat, per se. I liked the performances. I thought everybody was good yeah. in it. And I don't know. I don't know what else to... Anyone who knows me knows I hate Thor as okay. a character. I think it's right. a terrible character. Yeah. Love the movie, though. All right. So Chris go. Hemsworth is amazing. Uh, what's his name? Tom Hiddleston is Loki. Yeah, was one of the best Great. things I've ever seen. Great. I can't wait for him to be in Avengers now. Yeah, I, and, and the thing about it is, um, I I wondered about it. That again, that was probably my least anticipated. Yep, that's how it was for me too. And and I'm gonna see all of. Let's face it, we can talk all the junk we want about these movies, and we can t- critique them. Yeah. We're gonna see them all. Yeah, we're yeah. gonna. Right. Well, maybe not Hector. Oh yeah, Hector. Well, Hector's just I'm late. Not, I'm not. Yeah, I'm just late. I'm not. I'm not making a yeah. stand or anything right. against DC or Marvel. Listen, you're you're, you're making a stand. <laughs> You are so making a stand, and Batman and Robin will so kick your ass right now because they're standing in front of all us. These, all these filmmakers are, are coming to my house like, why didn't you see my movie? That's right. No, you see, didn't go. Well, you do realize a portly Batman 
and, and, a, and a slightly chubby Robbie, and we'll come back and kick your ass because they just walked <laughs> past the table right now. They're, yeah, quite poorly. Yeah, yeah. They're coming to hang that's off the a, chandeliers and jump on me. Like that's a word we don't get to use that often, right? <laughs> portly. Portly. <laughs> well, listen, rotund. Well, you, you, listen, Roger. I yes. have to thank you. Uh, we've always wanted you on the show. Yeah, and I'm here. Gonna, we going, wanted you. You're left coming left back no, on the show. Yes. Uh, yes. I want. Listen. Let's have me on. Listen. I'm all right. The listeners do not know how much I chastise these guys for not having me on for the Star Wars episode. It's true. Right? Every time. And I saw, listen, I'm old enough. I'm way older than you guys. I'm old enough to have seen Star Wars, stand in line for Star Wars in the (laughs) 70s. And you know, and I, you know, I've seen them a million times Listen, maybe, on film. Maybe we can do a bonus episode where we just talk about all Star Wars, all six of the Ooh, movies. That's right. And just have you on there. Does when that mean we kind of watch Blu-ray. them in a row? Yeah, they come to Blu-ray in yeah. uh, September. September. Boom. September yeah. two. Yeah, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> or whenever the release date we'll is. Watch, we'll, we'll, watch, we'll watch the whole saga, and, yeah. then we'll, and then we'll talk about. Yeah. it. Yeah, and then it'll be a saga, right? We'll do like an eight. We'll do equal <laughs> amount of screen time. We'll do a podcast that. And we'll wait a year each time. No, no, no. We'll do the three D when they come out of three D. We'll do an episode. Episode every yeah. year. That's right. Shoot, I'm you know I'm not that I'm old enough to maybe not be around for that. <laughs> well, it's a date then. You're going to be on our Star Wars. There you go. So a date. We're still holding hands for that. Yeah, definitely. That we're definitely holding hands. Well, Roger, thank you. Uh, it's been a pleasure and an honor knowing yeah. you. That's right. <laughs> this is a eulogy. Yeah, no, I was gonna say. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna be dearly missed. We have dearly a star, missed. A star Trek funeral where we just send them right. out to the house. We come here to praise <laughs> and to bemoan the loss of our dear friend Roger. Classic Roger Andrews. Classic Roger Andrews. That's right. Well, uh, well that's it then. All right, that's then. It for us. I'm out. Peace. Roger, you're the best. Thanks. You're the best. Number one. All right. May I talk about the one of the bad tune them? You hear that? Uh, and that about does it for this episode of Dangerous Memories. We had uh, Roger Rangers. That was pretty amazing, right? That was awesome. You know, I was just going to say that we oh my were God. supposed to have him last time we did this. Yeah. And we, uh, he was way too busy, though. He was doing a lot of drawing that day. Out scre- uh, flinging out sketches. Flinging like, them out. Left flinging right. them out like pizzas, yeah. Like pizzas. Pizzas. Um, overall, I think it was a pretty successful day. Yeah, there's a lot of people. And yeah, a lot, a lot of people. people a lot of fun. A lot of Big they just, co- they're doing a costume contest, contest right now yeah. as we speak. Yeah. So uh, we'll see who won that. Um, actually, I just want to thank you for uh, braving the weather to Brave drive out here with me. Sure. Um, the hour and a half. I don't care what Roger Andrews says. It's a that's a trek. It's a trek. Yeah, it's a journey. I mean, um, we're, not, we're not. We're not. We don't grow up in the Midwest where you have to travel to someone's house and it's true. Or like Australia, <laughs> uphill both ways. I think of that episode of Simpsons where he used to, goes to his neighbor's house and he rides the bike and yeah. it goes like miles and miles. <laughs> but I want to thank the South Coast South Coast Toy and Comic Show for letting us uh, yeah, broadcast from here. Yeah. It's been a they're lot of fun. People, people. Um, can't wait for November sixth. Um, hopefully they'll get some uh, some some of our suggestions. Yeah, for who is going to show up? Some of our awesome suggestions um, for next. For uh, the song we're going to end with this week. Actually, before we go on that far, I just want to say again, Vertigo, amazing. Yeah. Do you agree with that? Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm again, I, every, from here on out, it's just constant praise. Yeah. Next week, Schindler's List. Yes. Um, going to be the hardest watch. Yeah. Of all, of all the films. The funniest watch. Um, oh, and then one last time. Uh, who is your favorite classic WWF character? Yes, I want to know. Hector and Todd at geo.com or leave us a voicemail, 508-925-0443. The song we're end of the week is The Panic of the Disco Song. It's called Sarah Smiles. The album is Vices and Virtues. I hope you love it. Uh, we will see you next week. I am Todd. I am Hector. We love you. Bye-bye.